You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down, and it's called for another foul. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafter. Sam and I are here recording on Tuesday, November 2nd, after the Celtics lost to the Chicago Bulls. And uh, we were saying this before we started recording. We have a lot to talk about, but at the same time, Sam, I don't know what else there is to talk about at this point. I'm just kind of baffled. Like, I, what, what, well, uh, what's going on? They, they blew what could have been their best one of the season. So... I'll st- we'll start off, like, I guess, positive, if you'd like, because, all right, so was last night's loss absolutely terrible? Yes. Um, should they be embarrassed? Yes. Um, you know, were there some comments post-game that we're going to have to talk about? Yes. Um, okay. All right, but how, how did we all get here? So what we saw yesterday through three quarters is the reason why we are all so upset. We're it's upset. phenomenal because they looked phenomenal. They looked exactly. Great. That, and I discussed with my friend who is not like a green teamer today, you know, like he's just better. He doesn't really care if they win or lose, if his money's not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he agreed. That team, what we saw, is not a fluke. No, they're really good. That they have is what you're really capable good. of every single night, and you are two and five, and four of your five losses are games that you could have won, meaning that day you were in the game. All of yeah. your losses are games you could have won. Toronto isn't a world-beating team, even though they are better than expected. You yeah. still should have been able to compete with them and not get blown out by 40, okay? So with all of that being said, the Celtics played a really great game through three quarters. Positives. One, Chicago started off shooting lights out, made their first six of their first seven threes. I don't know if it continued to be if they continued. They made to be hot seven in the first that. quarter. They made seven, seven in the first quarter. Okay. And the Celtics won the first quarter. Okay. Ch- Chicago comes out in the second quarter, starts a run, goes up 10. Quick 10-0 run. Jalen Brown by himself, 10-0 run catches fire okay Celtics go into halftime not only with a lead but they add on to their first quarter lead they win the second quarter despite falling down 10 points early that's an 18 point swing by the end of the quarter they manage it third quarter they continue to build the lead end the quarter up 17 points Dennis Shorter's out there getting to the rim, getting to the line, making some threes. He was only three of 10 yesterday, which shocked me when I looked at it today. felt like he played better. He started cold, but he really carried him in that third quarter. Okay, so now you're in the fourth quarter. You're up 17 points, I believe, at the very beginning. You score 11 points, and you give up 40. You do not get a single defensive rebound. One, because every shot Chicago takes is just about falling, and it's an easy shot. It wasn't even fluky. Levine, I still am not sold on him, is getting to the rim every single time on you. And you'll yeah. disagree. But, I mean, before that quarter, he wasn't doing anything. So No, he, he had a rough game before that, and then he turned it up. Okay, so he's killing you. DeMar DeRozan all of a sudden wants to shoot threes, which he's never He was done. great all game. Yeah, I mean, 37 points. I mean, I guess, yeah. shout out to him. Fantastic. You, yeah, you played yeah, the yeah. Celtics, you... Superhuman abilities. That's just Desunmu, how it goes. Their rookie played great out of nowhere. Io Desunmu. That's his first double digit yeah, scoring game. Yeah, he was six of NBA. six. I mean, it's clockwork, Jack. It really yep. is. But yep. all all jokes aside, and all you know, the Celtics always get the short end of the stick. They blew the game. They're yeah, up nineteen points at one point. They're at home. The place is jumping. It looks fantastic. It looks like everything that all of us fans expected, and you still managed to lose the game. I had a bet on this game that Horford would get a double-double. And he was, he was <laughs> subbed out with nine rebounds and I it, like in the third quarter. And I was texting my boy, and I said, you know, 
I'm afraid he's not going to go back in because I mm-hmm. thought the game was going to be over. The bet yeah. hit. Celtics lost. It not wasn't great. even it wasn't even Chicago's starters that brought them back in the game. It was the lineup right. of Derek Jones Jr., Caruso, Desunmu, yes. Tony Bradley. Like that's not that's just not okay. And you can't go into a game playing that well. And like you said, they played really good. And it's not like the Bulls are a bad team. They're a good team, clearly. And, and I'm not. That's not an excuse for the Celtics to lose that game. They have no business losing Bulls, that game. The Bulls showed that they are a good team because of the fight they yeah. had. However, I mean, they're not. They're no like Brooklyn. Yeah, no, it's still not, the Bulls. But... I mean, Demar Derozan killed you. That's the guy. Sure, they're, he they're, played fantastic. But I mean, they're a top six team in the East this year. They're top. They're a It says team. nothing to me. I okay. mean, top six yeah, is but, nothing. But yeah, my, my I agree. point is. My point is, they're a good team, so it's not like you lost to a bad team. The Celtics, but there's still no excuse. Team, but they're playing like they don't want to be there. Okay, they should be, but they're not. And that, at this point, they're they just could not. be. They're not though. They're not. They're, they're not, not right a top now. four team of these. No, they're. I think they're going to be a playing team this year. At this point, then that's. If that, you're going to be a playing team, then don't even do it. That's not their ceiling, right? But they're not playing up to their ceiling right now, and that's I don't see saying. a pathway. I'm saying their ceiling. I agree is with you. A top four team. And there's no reason why, as a Celtics fan, you shouldn't expect the ceiling. Because that's just yeah. how things should go. I, but they're just not. And I'm I'm sick of, you know, expecting more. I'm just, I'm going to watch the season, and it's going to be what it is. And I'll talk about how they can improve. But right now, it seems like they don't care. And a lot of that, to me, and I've said this over and over again, Jason Tatum needs to like and it's not completely Jason Tatum's fault but when the entire game plan in the fourth quarter shifts from okay Jalen Brown is having an incredible game let's not give him the ball let's give it to Jason Tatum who sucks right now why for what reason like that makes absolutely no sense and I was watching King of the Fourth Quarters video who is a YouTuber I watched shout out Kenny he's awesome and he said the same thing and for and he's a Bulls fan so for someone to look at that game Analyze it from a non-Celtics fan perspective and say they're doing this wrong. I don't understand it. And yes, this whole thing, Jason Tatum, historically, you've said this to me multiple times, gets out to slow starts. That's not okay anymore. That's not okay anymore. It's true. It's whatever. But it's unacceptable. Jack, these, and I'm staying, every time we do a podcast, I have to defend myself. I stand by it. They should have started eight. They should have been able to start eight. No. They're All of these to. games, they have were, talent to, aside yeah. from Toronto, has been close. They haven't let's, executed down the stretch, and it goes back to you what this. you just said. Let me read you this. Okay, Jalen Brown, first quarter, one for five. Tatum, three for four, right? That, that starts it. But then second quarter, Jalen Brown, five for seven. Third quarter, Jalen Brown, four for four. Fourth quarter, Jalen Brown takes two shots. How? Why, why? Explain to me. Like, do you have any explanation as to why? I don't like that when it comes to crunch time regardless and this can be a bit of a segue we can always circle back but Marcus Smart after yesterday's game had some things to say there are people today ripping Marcus you know for whatever reason there are people that have been out on Marcus Marcus had a lot to say the thing that is being circulated the most is that he said they're not passing the ball he said more than that And I think the thing that should stand out to everybody is he said he wants to play basketball. I heard him get ripped for saying he can only do so much when he's supposed to stand in the corner or something very close to that. Okay. Yep. And people are like, well, what do you want? Like, do you, does he think he should take all the shots? And that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is he's being and other players on the team are being asked to sit and watch these two guys yesterday, primarily Tatum, try and score on their own in the fourth quarter when throughout this whole game, your offense is working for you. The ball is moving great. People are saying Smart had no assists yesterday. Fine. He didn't. Fine. It doesn't mean – I mean, Marcus had his best game of the season yesterday. He looks. He looked fine. He looked normal, and he didn't look he like he was chucking. Well. No, he shot the ball well. And I, I keep seeing I, the clip of Tatum passing out to him, which was the right play, and he misses the shot in the fourth. Okay, fine. And I also don't think him saying that they don't pass is necessarily fair or what he was trying to say 
I, that's not. I don't think he was trying. He followed to, it up. He explained it. He, he did. Said he followed up with they're he learning they're and better, growing whatever. as players, and that's what they need to work on. Which but is even good. then, I don't think he's really trying to place the blame on anyone in particular. If anything, he sprinkled it around. These guys are doing what the coach tells them, which is fine, and the coach is doing what he should do, and he's playing through his best players in the fourth quarter as every other team in this league would. Okay. See, the one difference I will say. Go ahead. And it, and it's you should be playing through your best players. I agree with that. Jalen and Jason are levels above everyone else on the team. There's ways correct. to go about it that are different. Continue. But Udoka consistently this season has tried to play through his best player, singular one Tatum. Yeah. Right. And in theory that should work. But when you have guys, and this goes back throughout the entire season. Right. If Jalen's hot, he needs to take those shots. I don't care if Schroeder's hot. He needs the ball in the Schroeder, fourth quarter. By the way, you who need was not to... in the game most of that fourth quarter. And I, mean, I understood I that was... to some degree. See, I, you I did. I didn't that. get it. I, I thought he was playing really good ball in the third quarter I mean, and then it, they took him out. He he's he's playing fine, but with a team like the Bulls, at least in my opinion, you have such a tall lineup. Like they were rolling out, you know, six nine Derek Jones, uh Lonzo six six at the point guard. The defensive versatility of Josh Richards makes sense in my head at least. Um, anyways, my point is you have guys shooting well throughout the game and then your whole offensive game plan in the fourth quarter is just, all right, scrap whatever has been working. Yes. You know, Tatum's a good player. Let's just go to him. Clearly it's not working because Jason Tatum right now, you know, hot take. He stinks. He stinks right now. It's not a hot take. And he's just bad. You know what? I'm yes. It's annoying that Tatum is complaining. And I, I, you know, he's ever since we've done this show. credit. He's been getting I've better. always said complaining is a problem. He shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. The biggest pro, I guess this ties to the complaining, but he's not finishing anything at the rim. No. It's we bad. had the pregame yesterday. Tim talked about making threes as one of his three keys. I came out and I said, I want the opposite. Make the layups. First play of the game, he comes out and misses the layup. He must have been one of five, one of six on layups, or two of six. He made the one in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, it's unacceptable. You are supposed to be the best player on this team. You're supposed to be the next great player in this franchise. And it one seven-game stretch to start this season doesn't change that necessarily. It It might mean he needs a kick in the ass, sure. But if you're going to be the best player, you need to be able to convert those chances or they can really cheat on you. At the top of the key, make sure you can't shoot. So in the restricted area this season, Jalen Brown is shooting 75.8%. Do you want to know what Tatum's shooting? It's in the 30s. It's not. It's 46.7, but that's still awful in the restricted area. That's less than half of the times he's at the rim, he makes the shot. Yep. And if you took out dunks, it's even less. Mm Mm-hmm. And in the in the paint, non-restricted area, he's shooting 40%, which is still not good at all. Um, his best percentage is from the mid-range at high volume. Which is shooting. fine. Yeah, he's allowed to shoot the mid-range. Um, it's just, it's ugly right now. Tatum's not making his layups. And the fact that they still continue to go to him, like I, I, I told you guys earlier, um, Jalen Brown took two shots in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum took eight. How, how does that make any sense? And Tatum wasn't even having a terrible game until that fourth quarter, but then he shot one for eight in the fourth quarter, and his percentage just plummeted. I still don't even thing, think he had a terrible game. I thought he was all right. It's just like he didn't he, until these the guys need to stop being asked to force shots late in the game. You're absolutely right, Jack. You said you, for three three quarters, you're up 17 points. Why are you changing what you're doing? Mm-hmm. The coach, uh, Coach Ime said, you know, these guys look like they took their foot off the gas. Fine. Okay. They, for one, did miss a lot of good looks in that fourth quarter. A lot of guys missed open shots. Mm-hmm. All right. But it it just looked like they panicked. It looked like th- they have to force everything. Everything's hard for them when it comes to that because they know those guys want to isolate. And people that want to rip Marcus, he's right to an extent. I don't think he was right to say the ball wasn't being passed because I think a good amount of the possessions, the right play was at least attempted. I think that he was right in the fourth quarter because it wasn't being passed, obviously, but I don't necessarily think that's completely Jason and Jalen's fault. They need to be better at it on the court. 
But at the same time, the game plan very clearly changes late in the game, which I don't like uh, either. And talking about Tatum, you said, oh, he had a good game. Before the fourth quarter, he was shooting 7 of 14 from the field and 1 of 2 from 3. And then he went 1 for 8 in the fourth, right? And it's because they changed that whole game plan up. And I'll read you this, another eye-opening stat for you. First quarter, Sam, uh, the Boston Celtics make shoot 13 of 24. Solid. They have 8 assists in the first quarter. That's beautiful. And they're winning. Yeah, beautiful basketball. After a hot start from Chicago. Yes, beautiful basketball. Second quarter. Right. They shoot 12 of 28. Not as good, but not awful. Five assists. You know, that's, that's still pretty OK. It's not great, but it's fine. Uh, third quarter, shoot 12 of 21. That's hot. They're hot from three as well. Five assists. That's great. Fourth quarter rolls around. They shoot five of 23, 0 of eight from three and have two assists the entire quarter. How? Well, it's almost half their shots. That's uh, still that's ridiculous. Right. It's to just be like, fair. Uh, the shots have to go in for assists to happen. And there was at least four potential assists that Tatum set up. You know, I saw somebody tweeted, uh, like, stills of the shots they got, which are fine. I can look up the passing stats for you, potential assists and all, right now, which I'm going to do. But you continue your thought. But the isolation game, whether that's what the players are deciding on the court or if that's what coach is telling him to do, which I don't think it is because he was pissed and it didn't really change. That stuff should not be happening till like maybe three minutes left in the game. If, if at all, there's just no reason to, yeah, there's there's just no reason to veer away from your game plan when all night you're moving the ball. Well, you're out running in transition. You're getting pretty good looks, even if you're not making them. I, I don't understand why that's so difficult to comprehend. Yeah, I'm trying to – I can't switch it by quarter, which is weird. I wanted to look at passes and stuff by quarter, but it's not it's not letting me right now, which is – it's frustrating. But um, Celtics were at 5 of 22, you said, in that fourth quarter? 5 of 23, yeah. Okay, so they were 5 of 23. I just Chicago want to go only take 16 assists. shots in that quarter. Mind you, they were in the bonus from like five minutes on. Yeah, they took 11 so free throws. In that'll time. affect it too. But I mean, you got more field, you got more attempts than them. It's not like you're getting severely. I don't know. I'm going to stop talking because it's probably not right. They, the eye test tells you that they got outplayed very badly. No, no, they did. Chicago I just turned it up. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I don't get why. This team keeps doing this. What what it, what does it take for them to wake up? You have a close game on opening night, which is sure I think they should have won, but it's fine. You're gonna lose close mm-hmm. games. It's double overtime. You gave it everything you had, and Tatum didn't play well, which happens. Then you come home, home opener, seventy fifth year anniversary of the franchise. And you get blown out by almost 40. You come out, that wakes you up a bit. You win two games. You beat Houston, who's horrible. But you beat Charlotte on the second night of a back-to-back, who at the time was undefeated. Great win. You win in overtime. You battled back in the fourth quarter. You showed some heart. Then you come home again. You lose to Washington, despite what their record is. I'm not sold on. Not only do you lose the home game, you go out and you blow the away game too. You lose two to them. They are a deeper team. Then they come off as they still don't have any business doing the double on you like that. I'm sorry they don't. Bradley Beal didn't even play well in those games. It wasn't him that killed you. He played well in the second one, but the first one was bad. He was all right. He wasn't like fantastic. Well, yeah. Anyways, continue. I agree with the the sentiment of your statement, but. And then getting back-to-back swept in a little two-game series against Washington, who is an inferior team on paper to the Celtics, doesn't wake them up. Or at least it only wakes them up for three quarters. They come (laughs) home, and they have the worst loss of the season somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Like I said at the start of the, the show, I'm, like, baffled. I don't know. What's going on? I don't know why. They're wasting Al Horford. I'll say that because Al Horford's amazing. You're right. They are wasting him. <laughs> Al Horford deserves none, no piece of this. 
He played no. fantastic. Like I mentioned before, he got a double-double, which stats or whatever. But he's kicking ass. Dude looks better. He's putting up better numbers through seven games this year than he did his all-star seasons. Give him some help. Somebody help Al Horford. Yeah, I don't know. I'm... Yeah, I, it's it's for me right now. It's it's Jason Tatum. I think it starts with him. I think if he I breaks agree. this, slum, I think I think he needs yeah. to get it together around the rim. He needs to wake if, up. If you're gonna do one thing, get it together around the rim. Finish your drives. I don't care if you're getting hit. I don't finish it. If you're if they're not calling it, then stop expecting it. Because traditionally, he has never got himself to the line. I don't know why he feels like it's different now all of a sudden. He has never gotten calls on drives. Why is it such a big issue now? Yeah, I don't know. Like the new rules, obviously, but him, he, he just needs to stop looking for fouls and just looking to finish. Like that, the that's new the rules, key If me. I hear one more guy complain about these rules, I swear to God. I love the Guys rules. in the league are saying this is a rules. great thing. It is a great thing. You're right. I agree with you. You don't have guys grabbing people's arms trying to get to the free throw line. You don't have mm-hmm. guys taking abnormal shots, jumping into defenders to get to the free throw line. Just play the game. Yeah, and, and I will say the next thing that has to go is the the what the stop foul, the euro foul, whatever you call it. That's ridiculous. That pisses me off. Well, too, I thought that was supposed sides. to go. No, no, it, it's like stopping the fast break by just fouling somebody. Like the thing Grant oh, did all oh, the time oh, last year. I thought you meant like a foul on a euro step. Yes, the intentional no, 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 no. foul. Yeah, yeah, that's got to go. Yeah, that's that ridiculous. Or, but, um, or not not so much that it needs to go, but yeah. if you do that, they get to play out the fast break, and then if they screw it up, then they get the ball back. Something Just like that. Advantage. That's all you yeah, should do. Yeah, yeah. All you got to do. You got to not, yeah, advantage. That That's the, the way to negate it, I think. But uh, the Tatum thing is it for me. I, I think Brown has been playing fine Brown's this fine. season. He, I will say he doesn't get enough slack for it. He does need to pass a little bit better. But the, the the difference is between the two is Brown will be hot and not passing. Tatum will be cold and not passing. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? Like Brown seems to understand when it's not his game and he's fine with it and he'll shoot poorly, but then he'll kind of take a backseat role, he play his defense. To it's be fine. More consistent. And that ties into COVID. So he gets a little bit of a pass. And like you say, it doesn't seem like he's forcing when he's cold. And even, all right. So use, um, which, I want to say use last Wednesday's game when they lost to Washington. He was ice cold all game. And all of a sudden he figured it out in the fourth quarter. Uh-huh. They didn't win the game. He he didn't get ridden out. You know, like he didn't like carry them to a win or anything. But that's a bonus. It almost seems like when like Tatum's cold, there's no coming out of that hole. There's no yesterday's another it. example. You say he started one for five Brown and he makes nine of his next 11. Yeah, meanwhile, Tatum starts fine, and then he stinks. And I will say a big part of that is because they changed the way they were playing offense. And he was stuck in these isolation situations, taking these crazy, you know, mid-range fadeaways, which he likes, which he makes half the time, but it's not a good shot. And I'm not saying the mid-range isn't a good shot, but the mid-range isn't a good shot when you're getting contested in your face by, like, two different people. Like, mid-range shots are fine when you can get open on them, but... It doesn't make any sense to settle for those kinds of shots when you can easily pass the ball around. And yeah, there were a couple examples um, when Tatum and Brown got double teamed, they passed out and people missed shots. Fine, that'll happen. But for the majority of the season, their go-to game plan in the fourth quarter was forget everything we've done, even if it was successful, and just hope Tatum plays well. And so far he hasn't, and that's why you're losing games. And I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Tatum's great. But you can't depend on him for your entire offense. Like, no, if if that means he's not averaging 30 or not averaging 25, I don't care. Right. You can't base your entire offensive game plan around, Okay, we need Tatum to be the alpha because he's not right now. He's just not. And it it doesn't matter. It does. You don't need to follow the storyline like Jason Tatum is supposed to be the best player on the team. But right now he is not the best player on the Celtics. Jalen Brown is the best player on the Celtics. Play through Jalen Brown. Al Horford might be the best player on the Celtics, to be honest with you. You know what? And that's fine. Play through Al Horford if it's going to win you basketball games. I'm sick of the whole play through Jason Tatum no matter what. He's not the best player on the team right now. 
Yeah, and I that's okay, and that's fine. Yeah. I don't care how many points he averages. I care what his field goal percentage is. I care what his yes. three-point percentage is. Yes. Score 30 points a night, I don't care. And we've talked about this before with guys, as an example of me calling them bad, like Zach Levine. If your team's not winning, you're not good. I don't care. Yeah. And I'm consistent on that. I, I don't take sympathy on the no-help thing. I just don't. I, I don't care. If you're not winning, you aren't doing enough. You're not playing... You can score 100 points if your team loses. I don't care. The Devin Booker thing, when he scored 70 in Boston, it didn't matter to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, they lost. He, maybe not in that game, but if you're going to average 30 points a game and your team's losing, you could be averaging 25 and finding a better way to get other guys going to help them win. There are ways to win. Sometimes you just don't have the talent. Sure, this isn't the case. This team... Showed you for three quarters yesterday what they're capable of against a team that people are saying is good. They are good. Come on. Like, they're a good basketball team. The Celtics played bad, but the I, I, I'm going to respect the Bulls. They're a good team. Um, and I know you're not a stats guy, and I know, I know I am, but this one proves my point, and I think you'll appreciate it as well. Jalen Brown has shot above 50% from the field one, two, three, four times out of his six games. The other two times he shot below... You know, he shot 31% and 23%. What's the shot the, differential compared to the 50%? Is that where you were going? Yep, exactly. Bingo. In his 50-plus percent games, he shot 30 field goals, 20 field goals, 24 field goals, 18. In the other two, he shot 13 and 16. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, Jason Tatum, right? He shot uh, 57%. He took 14 shots. That was the Raptors game, so it's, it's down. from the field, 24 shots, 50% from the field, 28 shots, 41%, which isn't good, 22 shots. The games where he shot poorly, he took 30 shots, 32 shots, and 22 shots. How does that make any fucking sense? How? Why? I'm not so sure in under any circumstances you should really take 30 shots. Well, I understand it if you're Jalen Brown against the Knicks. Unless you are red hot. Exactly. And that was double over time. Yes. But. I really just don't think that's like healthy. <laughs> I don't think that's good because no. it makes like, okay, go back to what Marcus Smart said. You play through these two guys so heavily, that's all teams have to game plan for. I will say both times Tatum took over 30 shots, they were both the double overtime game, so it makes a little bit more sense. But at the same time, the two times he's taken 30 or more shots, he shot in 31% and 23%. So yeah. it's it, like, stop. Just stop. Like, if you're not shooting well, stop shooting the ball. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Luka Doncic. If you're playing poorly, pass the ball to Tim Hardaway. I don't care if you're Jason Tatum. Pass the ball to Marcus Smart. Right? If you're shooting below 30% and Marcus Smart's shooting 40%, pass the ball to Marcus Smart. I, I don't care. Because at this point, I, I understand completely the idea of, okay, the better player is going to turn it around. But clearly he's not. So you can't, you can't keep feeding Jason Tatum right now. It's, it's just not a recipe for winning basketball. I feel bad ripping Tatum. I've tried to stay away. I don't. Today. I don't at all anymore. No, no, let me finish. About, like, his attitude or, you know, like, he's not trying. And I don't think either one of us have said he's not trying because some guys out there, they just don't show emotion. Like, not everyone's KG. Not everyone's screaming, you know, pounding their chest, whatever. And that doesn't mean they're not trying. And I do genuinely think Tatum's trying. I just think he's pressing. And he is, like, still, like, just, like, he's, like, our age. Like, it's not like he's, like, 30. Yeah. But yeah. get it together. I mean, it's not like we're all asking him to reinvent the wheel. It's like we've seen him do incredible things before. Why can he all of a sudden not doing it? Is is he dealing with an injury that we don't know about? Is he, I think- is he secretly... Like laboring out there? What the hell's going on where he's going to the basket and can't finish all of a sudden? As much as I'm ripping Tatum, I don't think it's completely his fault. I think Yudoka does deserve some of the blame. And I'm not saying fire Yudoka because I think the people saying that are absurd. Well, it's as been well. seven games. It's too, exactly. too close you, to tell. You got to stop. And, and, and I, the t- I also don't think it's his fault if you just look like over two seasons here with two different coaches. It's been the same story through I seven agree. games this year. So I agree. It's not either of the coach's faults. No, no. Tatum is being put in these situations as well, though. 
Like if you're the coach, you got to tell him. And maybe, you know, we don't know what's going on in the locker room. Maybe you don't go saying, okay, Tatum, you're not hot. Stop shooting. And Tatum's just like, nah, I'm Jason Tatum. That's possible. I don't think it's likely, but that's possible. It's also possible that you don't go saying, Tatum, go get us some buckets. And he's cold right now. And maybe he wants to, you know what I'm saying? You don't really know what the dynamic is. Exactly. There, and we won't, you don't we won't know the know. whole story. You only know what you can see. But from what we can see, Tatum needs to step his game up. Doesn't mean he doesn't care about yes. the Celtics. It doesn't mean he could never be anything. It doesn't mean he sucks now or whatever. He's in a slump. He needs to figure out, starting at the basket, how to be effective again. That is the most important thing. If you're going to be the main scorer, you need to be able to make the shots at the rim. Because if you're going to create for other guys, which the team seems to ask him to do, the defense needs to be worried if you get inside. They're not. right. I mean, maybe they are because he's Jason Tatum, but he's not. Not as worried right. as they would be with most Jaylen. other star players. Jalen. You just use sure. Jalen because Jalen's incredible sure. at the rim right now. You see Jalen Brown when he was driving last night. He looks amazing. I mean, I want to see his stats on drives this season because he, he's been probably one of the best at driving the basketball this whole year. And obviously, Zach Levine looked fine as well. And I want to talk about the Celtics defense because we, we've been focusing. You know, let's just transition right there. Um, we were talking a lot about the Celtics offense and how it slumped. Their defense fell apart, too. They had up 39 fourth quarter points. They only scored 11, right? And the 11 is an issue, but so is the 39. You can't let up that many points in the fourth quarter, especially yeah. after how like they, they weren't playing amazing. The Bulls were hot, but they were playing better defense in those first three quarters than they were in the fourth by far. So what's the issue there? Is that just I mean, Udoko was talking about it. he said, yeah, you know, we took our foot off the gas. Is it just as simple as that? Like, what's going on? Why? Well, I think. Throughout the game yesterday, it didn't look like they were switching everything. Now, you can correct me if you disagree. No, but it at looks least like they stopped the past couple of games. It looks yeah, like it looked like out. early on they abandoned that. So that's not the problem today. I mean, listen, guys were hot yesterday. There's no denying it. DeRozan especially. I don't not he might have missed one three as someone that's not traditionally a good shooter from three. Okay, fine. He got a lot of looks at the rim, which is a problem. But even then, that stuff didn't matter. You're right. That didn't matter until the fourth quarter. Through through three quarters, they had given up 70 points. That's less than 30 a quarter. That's good defense. Fine. Yeah. 40 in that one quarter is a problem. So what happened was, is the Celtics started turning the ball over. Well, no. Three three quarters, they gave up 89 points. Did they? Yeah. Because then the Bulls ended with 120, whatever it was, 126, 120 something. They have 89 through three. But the Celtics you, scored the are you positive? Through. Yeah, I'm looking at the box score now. through three. Oh, Against wow. the Bulls, right. they give up 89 through three. Celtics scored, though, 103 through three. So that's why okay. it was so good. Well, and they were hot through three. Anyways, continue. Yeah. The fourth quarter, they start turning the ball over. They hadn't turned the ball over much all game. Now, t- Chicago was able to get out and transition. Get easy looks. That's how you get back into a game quickly, which they did, is by running. They they were turning the ball over. Caruso, uh, you know, stuck out to me. He was forcing turnovers, grinding on the defensive end and getting the ball out in transition. They got easy looks. That's how and they even, do it. Even when they weren't turning the ball over, they, they had – how many total turnovers did they have in the game? The Celtics in the whole game lot. had – Where's the final box? Sorry, I'm I'm a mess. They had nine turnovers in the whole game, right? That's a good game. That's a yes. really good game. They had six through the first three and three in the fourth. But the reason it looked so bad is because they were just getting such bad looks that the Bulls would grab the rebound and run. They were yep. gone, right? And, and it, there's just nothing the Celtics can do at that point. If you get a bad shot and the Bulls get an easy rebound, Caruso's fast. Lonzo's fast. Levine is fast. Like, they have all these athletic guys – Derek Jones Jr. is one of the most athletic people in the entire league. Javante right? Green. Javante Green. You you have all these guys who are just sprinting down the other end. You're just not going to catch them. Yeah, and and that's maybe that can speak to the Celtics' effort. 
But at that point, you're just taking such bad shots that the Celtics are getting easy looks at the other end. And you saw a glimpse of it in the first quarter. You don't go shut it down when they missed a free throw or whatever, and they got an easy dunk, or Marcus Smart missed a layup and didn't get back. You saw glimpses of it, but then they turned it around. The fourth quarter was just completely unacceptable. It, it was it was just poor defense, poor effort. They looked like they didn't care anymore. They were resting on their laurels is the takeaway I wrote about. And and you can't you can't do that against a team as good as the Bulls. And I know you don't think the Bulls are amazing, but in this year's NBA, they're one of the best teams. And you can say they haven't beaten any, you know, great competition, but right well, they now beat Utah. they beat Utah. They clipped and they lost to the Knicks, who I know use another team you think are frauds, but the Knicks are another quality team. Right? You're beating two current Knicks, playoff way, teams. Lost to Toronto with no Scotty Barnes yesterday. So there's that. Yeah, that's that's ugly. But um, my point is you have to respect the Bulls and resting on this, you know, lead you put up through the first three quarters is no way to do that. And you lost. And then that's what happens when you start, you know, trying. And I don't know. And this has been a storyline with the Celtics for, like you were saying, the past two years. They stop trying and they give up these leads. And I don't know where it came from. Um, but the only constants are Tatum and Brown. And I'm not going to blame them, but it, am I wrong? I, I don't know what needs to change. There are people saying that one's got to be traded. Th- there are extreme takes out there. And they could be valid. I mean, we don't know. We've seen seven games so far. You don't know what's going to happen. It could go completely off the rails here. In the coming weeks, you've got... Orlando, who you should beat Wednesday, but they should have beat most of these teams. And then you play Miami, Dallas, who hasn't been great. Milwaukee. They've been pretty good. Dallas is 4-2. and They're not bad. Okay. Well, Milwaukee. Milwaukee's all right. They're good. Um, Heat are nasty. Dallas is nasty. Yeah, I mean, you play good. I believe you have to play Utah soon. Probably, yeah. I mean, these are good teams you're going to have to play, and you can't beat the bad ones. Mm-hmm. They play Toronto again, who is apparently proving to be a good team. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, something's got to turn around. If they don't win against Orlando, then I, you you have to win against Orlando, right? Like that, you have to. And it, Orlando's bad, but they have good players, if that makes sense. They have players that the Celtics need to to account for, is what I'm trying to say. Because if you let certain like Cole Anthony, right? He he's obviously he's not an all star. He's not a world beater. Killed him in the preseason. So I mean, exactly. He's playing amazing. He just put up thirty in a win, right? You, against you got to account Minnesota, for who's been okay. Yeah, so you got to account for him. Franz Wagner has been really good. He hasn't put up a game with less than ten points all season, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but for a rookie, that that's a pretty good start to the season. You got to account for him. Jalen Suggs has been struggling, but you got to account for him too. They have guys you have to keep your eyes on. And if the Celtics play like they did in the fourth quarter against the Bulls, I, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sit here and say the Magic can't beat them because they they look like one of the worst teams in the league right now, and and they're not right. I'm, I'm they that's have the why talent. it's so frustrating. If you had, yeah. you know, Houston's roster, I don't think anybody would care. No, no, you'd but say you all right, whatever. Roster, like they're in yeah. most of these games. Like it's it's good that these guys are out there and competing. But no, you've got a team that the core of your team has played in the Easter conference finals twice, three times. If you take the year where Tatum wasn't around, I saw something about this today and I want to know your, your, your thoughts on it because I think it's becoming more and more true. Yes, they have been to the Eastern conference finals twice, but they haven't been on a deep playoff run outside of maybe the bubble year. And I'm not saying they haven't they they haven't had time to do it, but Brown and Tatum have not been the leaders on a good playoff team yet. They have not. I think the 2018 run, they were both leaders along with Hopeford. So I don't think that's. Valid. I don't think and they Tatum, were leaders. Tatum was the best player in the the bubble. Yeah, but he wasn't the guy. And and I yes, think he, was. he absolutely was uh, the oh, guy in the bubble. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. In the bubble, yeah, he was the guy. I don't think there's been they haven't had the pressure of being the guy yet. They were the guy, but they haven't had the pressure that goes along with it yet. Right. Because you look. Uh, I agree. We'll, because we'll those responsibilities the, felt well in 2018, they did. But there was no pressure with that because they weren't supposed to do anything. Exactly. And then in the bubble year, 
No one like realistically, they were supposed well, to be Kemba good, was supposed no to be the guy. Exactly. And blame went to him because he wasn't. Exactly. And so Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were just, oh, these guys stepped up. Good for them. These past two years, they have had to be top dogs. And now that they're not, I, I'm not it, it might be getting to them. And I'm not I'm not out on them, obviously. I think it'd be foolish to, you know, just give up on one of these guys. But right now it, it's getting to the point where you're like, all right, well, what what's going on, guys? Like we, we gotta figure something out here. And it's gonna lead to the conversation again, which you don't wanna have. Can they be successful together? They and, should be and, able to. I, I, I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to. They definitely should be able to, but can they? Because those are different questions. And and it sucks that they have to be different questions, but they are at this point. As being the guys, we technically haven't seen it yet, but like we, we've seen them be one game away from the finals. We've seen them be two games away from the finals. But not as the guys. They were playing like the guys, but they weren't supposed to be. And now that they're supposed to be, it's not happening. And I know it's seven games in, but it's it's. I don't bad. think... I'm not sure how valid that is. I I understand it. I understand what you're saying. And it made it easier for them because there were other people that had expectations as well. But if they go out there and crap the bed and, you know, either of those runs, like people are still going to say like they crap the bed. I see the, the difference is they weren't supposed to be and i know you just said that but that that's a big that's a big difference right cuz they're not being looked to like i'll i'll go through and look at those box scores they were hot right it's not like they were taking like like we're saying 25 30 shots a game they're just hot and they're making the shots and that's a great playoff run i mean you can equate it to some of these recent playoff runs we saw like trey young's an amazing player but he had a, an incredible playoff run right with no expectations and it's not like if Trey Young played poorly there, everyone would be like, all right, Trey Young sucks. Well, if you want to, if you want to, you know, um, correlate that to shots, then what you're really getting at is they're taking too many shots, which is what Marcus said. I, I mean, maybe and, and the is, offense but... was playing more freely instead of being focused on two guys and, and the ball no, was just finding it, the game. I've been saying that what, what you're saying but... is the game. They're forcing the game instead of letting it to come to them, which is the problem. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I, I think my, my point is I'm only equating it to shots to make the point that they're not they were never supposed to be the guy like Tatum's rookie year. Yes, he ended up being the guy in the playoffs. He was taking 10 plus shots a night. Fine. But he, that, that wasn't his expectation. Like the best player on that team were hurt. And the Celtics were just this magical little playoff run that was dope. Like that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. And then and then you can look at and, and that was a stepping stone. I'm not saying it was a fluke like that. that well, because they had to play Tatum as a team and, and they're just not doing that. Yes. And that when elevated them to stardom. Even in the bubble, though, like the Celtics were a good team. What, what seed were they? Were they the two seed that year? Yes. No, they were third. Toronto. was OK, two. three seed. Fine. Most people like I mean, you could technically say the same about the heat. That whole playoffs. No one expected it to be a Celtics heat finals. Right. Like that. That, that was wild right most people saw okay philly bucks those are the favorites one of them will make it to the finals the heat ended up making it but even if the celtics did like that that would have been looked at as you're like wow that's crazy like it, it probably would have been seen as less of a fluke because the celtics had had success in the playoffs before but they weren't supposed to be that team now that the celtics are getting the pressure because we've seen the consistency from them they're crumbling and i'm not saying that they can't be successful but ever since the pressure has been solely placed on Tatum and to a lesser extent, but still Brown, it's 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 been inconsistent. And I'm not going to say it hasn't been good. Well, they're Tatum playing like, has success, but it's inconsistent. They're playing as if they don't have other people on the team. They're, they're they playing do. as if it's That's last the frustrating year. Part. Yes. Yeah. Last year, That's you could understand part. it because there really wasn't a lot of depth. Now you've got guys who have proven to you this season that they're able to contribute. Schroeder has been really pretty solid through these first seven games. Horford has been fantastic. Okay, Marcus Smart hasn't been great. He was sick. Now he's not sick. He looked fine yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, Richardson, when he has been given the opportunity, has looked fine. Rob Williams has been agree. fine. He hasn't been the I best agree. he's ever been, but he's been fine. And I'm sorry, why aren't we playing Neesmith and, and Pritchard? Why? Uh, because, because that irritates me too. 
it does irritate me. I agree with you. I just think you have too many. It's it's hard because who who are you going to give them minutes over? Ideally, I think you split Neesmith with Richardson a little bit. I don't think Richardson is is levels and levels and levels above Neesmith. Neesmith is cold, but you can, that doesn't mean you should just abandon him. Especially like our, our friend Tim put out a tweet the other day. You're shooting two of twenty six from three, and neither Pritchard and, and Nees, Pritchard got minutes, but Neesmith can't get minutes. How does that make any sense? That, like how? That that's it's, it's ridiculous and. Circling back a little, the idea of Marcus Smart yesterday, zero assists. I, I mean, I, I don't know if I could find the stat. How much time did he have with the ball in his hands? Yeah, like he's, he's saying, he like, oh, I'm just up in the, the ball. Corner. He's the point guard, but I mean, they but he's run not running the stuff. offense. The, There's he a difference. Gives up the ball. Yeah. There's a difference between bringing up the ball and running the offense. And he's just bringing up the ball right now and dumping it to one of the Jays. And that's the extent of his role in the offense. And in that sense, I understand why he's saying, all right, I don't know what you want me to do, just sitting in the corner. Because that's just what the offense is right now. It's just like you said earlier. It's just give the Jays the ball and everyone else, you know, wait for a pass, which is not, that's not offense. That's not, that's not how you can be running it. And the worst part about it is that's only the offense in the fourth quarter, right? Like they're playing fine basketball the rest of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, they're just like, all right, yeah, here you go. You know, go, go, go figure something out. Jays and we'll abandon it. And I, like we said, we don't know if that's Udoka's game plan. We don't know if that's just the Jays trying to take over, but it's happening, right? That's what we're seeing as fans. We just don't know who is to blame. Only right. you know the people in the locker room knows who to blame. But um, I can't imagine that's Udoka's game plan. And not even because I like Udoka, just because as an NBA coach, there's no way you can see these past few games and make that your game plan. Just like as a competent no, NBA coach. You absolutely can't, especially so, since you've lost yeah. four close games. Yeah. Yes, four close games and haven't really made any changes to the way you're playing as a player or a coach down the stretch. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I, I don't I don't get it. Um, I'm kind of baffled, like, as to, as to why that's a thing. Um, I, I'm just looking at, like, passing, like, touches. Um stats to see who gets the most touches a game and stuff just because I, I was curious about the Marcus Smart thing. Um but he he's top four on the team and well yeah because he's bringing up the ball. Front court touches. Front court touches. Um which makes sense. I guess time of possession smart's third. Smart has more time of possession than Brown does. Average second per touch. I mean these are ridiculous stats, but he's down the list. Dribbles per touch. Actually that's interesting. Wow. Schroeder dribbles the ball more than anybody, but hey, I, I'm I'm frustrated, man. Uh, obviously, we know the Celtics have the potential to be a top team in the NBA, like you've been saying since the start. But right now, they're not. Right now, they're they're bad, and that 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 sucks to hear because they should be better. I right agree, now, they're, they're bad. bad. I, I I don't want to say they're bad. I want to say they're playing bad because I don't think they're bad, and I stand by it. Okay. I, I think yeah, they're yeah. playing no, like a, a bad team. That's a better way to put it. I understand. Yeah, I I don't know. We've given all our thoughts on how we think they should change things. Um, I, I really hope they do because I don't like playing fucking scientists throughout seasons. No. It's not fun. We no. sit here and try and figure out what the hell's wrong. We don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I think I know, but I don't have any control over it, which I think is the frustrating well, part. Tatum like, making I think... layups would be a start. <laughs> I'm not joking. Tatum... Like you laugh, but. A lot of these empty possessions would be less empty if he's making layups. Yeah. It's not easy. These and guys are defend obviously NBA defenders at the rim. Mm -hmm. But everyone else is doing it. I think Tatum understanding the situation is it for me. Um, not taking 30 shots when you're shooting 7 of 30. Not taking eight shots in the fourth quarter when you're cold. And again, we don't know if this is Yudoka telling him to do it or him just doing it, but... That that's the problem right now, and Tatum needs to realize that he needs to pass the ball, and everybody needs to realize it. But right now, it's it's focused on Tatum because he's supposed to be the best player, and he's playing like shit. So, yeah, that that's that's what I've got. Is there any? Uh, we can wrap up around here unless there's anything else you wanted to, to bring up today. No, I don't have anything. I'm tired, man. <laughs> Physically tired, mentally tired from the Celtics. I mean, yeah, I just don't know what other what else to say. It's really bad right now. So, there's that. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, Celtics play the Magic. This is uh, we're talking on uh, Tuesday, Tuesday but you're hearing this Wednesday morning uh, before the Celtics play the Magic. I think unless we put this out the afternoon, but I think you'll hear it in the morning. Um, uh, we didn't talk much about the Magic game other than if they don't win, dear God, like please. Well, that's just... really all there is to say. Orlando is yeah. not a good team. They are a bad team. Doesn't mean they don't have players that are quality, but they're a bad team. This is one of the few times I'll agree with Sam and saying that. Uh, yeah, you got to win that game. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the From the Raptors podcast. You guys can follow me at Jack Simone NBA on Twitter. You can follow us at Bannertown USA on Twitter. Do we want to talk uh, about air? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Pop over to air. Sam and I have been hosting rooms. Uh, A-I-R-R. It's an app. Basically, you can have audio conversations uh, through messages. It's kind of like Twitter with audio messages. It's a really cool platform. We've been doing live takes throughout the games. I think we both kind of stopped after the third quarter uh, last game because we were upset, but we'll, we'll be doing it more consistently. We're also going to start um, doing pre from the Raptor show air sessions. So you guys can drop some questions. We can answer them on our podcast. Uh, we didn't do it before this one because we hadn't had the chance to plug it yet, but we're doing that now. So go check out air. Um, A-I-R-R on the App Store. It's not on Android right now, but if you have an iPhone, make sure to go check we'll it out. tweet and a it, link or put yeah. a link in the description of this or whatever. Yeah, and when we tweet out, check it out on Twitter. Uh, I've been tweeting it out, so has Sam been retweeting, and we've been retweeting it from Bannertown as well. Um, even if you have an Android, you can click the link. You don't even need to download the app. You can click the link and interact with us uh, from the browser on your phone if you click the link. So, yeah, A-I-R-R. Check out Air. We've been on there lately. Uh, shout out them. They've been pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, that's all I got. I'll let you wrap it up, Sam. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to check out Air. Uh, potentially, I think we could have a lot of fun with that. The people there seem very nice. Uh, the the idea is nice. You can have nice conversations with us or send in questions, whatever you prefer to do. Um, if you enjoy the show, we appreciate that. You know, thanks for listening. Like, share, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or uh, follow or subscribe if you're listening on Apple or Spotify. You can also listen to the podcast on air. So if you want to do that, yes, you, you can. can. Um, but yes, uh, follow Jack, follow Bannertown. You can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.